everyone to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Welcome everyone to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 63. Uh, we are back once again. We are going to be discussing a lot to uh, uh, unpack on this episode. We're going to be talking about the new beginning shows from New Japan Pro Wrestling that happened over the last two weekends. We're going to be talking about TakeOver Portland this weekend as well as WWE Sweet Saudi Money Coming up next week, and we're going to be talking about backstage tension in AEW, Jeff Cobb appearing on Dynamite, and week 19 ratings for the Wednesday Night Wars. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. To my left, we have our resident True Hill alcoholic himself, the host of the newest show to True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Off the Rails, Top Guy JJ. Oh, hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Episode one is out, baby. I like, you know, you know nice little, nice little viewership. <laughs> So far, you know, appreciate the love from you guys. Oh, they they, they, they actually, like you. They you like know, you. You know, they act like they like me. You know, you know, someone I like y'all too. You know, even though I need to get the fucking confusion out of the way with the pages and all of that shit. And um, oh my god, yo, why did I forget about the so hold on real quick before we have the the, the best introduction of here and yeah. guest host, right? Yeah, I wanted so, to introduce listen, our guest so host. I, I meant to do this in the beginning, but you know, he wants to rush me in my words and shit. So I got some shit to get off my chest oh, with, with, with some of you idiots, right? It's, it's some, <laughs> Go ahead, man. It's some real dumb shit out here, right? So my boy, you know, the, the, the true face of the true heels, you know, the, the host of the Romeo Report, <laughs> Romeo. put something up very simple. Shout outs to you, Romeo. Shout out to Romeo, bro. Shout outs to Romeo. My man says I judge people about how they hold their pizza. Do you see, judge people about how they hold I their pizza? I've seen that post, yeah. And how like, so they, if you hold your pizza all flimsy and shit, like, with, you know, how well... When a motherfucker eats pizza with a fork and a knife. Oh, Come my on, God. Son. Oh, my that's God. Where, I think that's where that fucking post was getting at. I, I don't know what I'm more <laughs> disgusted by. Someone that does that or someone that puts the milk in before the cereal. Oh, man. So, <laughs> the dickheads that, is, uh, that, that responded to this responds with dumb shit. How would you judge someone who eats pineapple pizza? Like, why the hell are you eating pineapple pizza? I mean, Help me out here. Pineapple pizza so, is delicious. I don't think you said anything about what so, the toppings so, so, were. So, so, so now we judge, we're talking about, oh, that's how you rebuttal it with, with, with pizza toppings. But so, so, you know, for those people, just call the book. See this? It's got content. It's got words. It's even bookmarked because it's actually being read. <laughs> so there's a book. We need to read it because we need to read before we write comments and press send. I'm just, I'm, I'm, that was just my education. For the me. man makes a great point. Solid point. Just, just saying. Solid point. He had to interrupt our introduction, but uh, it is a solid point nonetheless. And to my right, we have the toxic brother, the living legend himself. Mr. Your Sports Show, my good brother, the living legend, Larry Morgan. One word. One word. Definitely. <laughs> About that time, you know? Yes, let's do this. And then, and then, and then my girl, man, I'm, I already miss you. You've already been gone for like, what, two minutes? And, and, and then already kind of like soured my show feel already. Because know, you man. had to bring this jerk even closer to me. <sighs> like, like, I don't want to be close like, to like him. He, he actually volunteered to sit here. Like, why the fuck aren't you even just behind the camera? 
should have just went behind there. Just you know what? Just have a whole swap out. Just bring Baby Seth on here. Let's just have a whole. Let's just let's just shoot shoot another episode of Off the Rails. And you know what I, I mean? I think like Baby Seth is like our most like like uh, requested person to be back on the show, back what? in front of the camera. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got some pretty big shoes to fill with the beautiful Chrissy. You know, we went from beauty to beast. To the you know? beast. Wait, wait, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, you trying to say she got big feet? Nah, nah come on. Man. She's beauty. Like, She's like, beauty, you man. You got some big shoes to fill. Like, I got shoes to fill, man. I got some shoes to fill. You know, I know you would rather the beautiful face over here, but I know I'm, I'm ugly. You know, I got a little bit of a scruffy. You know, welcome back as always. Thank man. you, man. Welcome I've been on uh, so 49 here, and 50, man. man. I'm yes. glad to be back. Thanks for inviting me, Making man. your third appearance on the show. You're already Thanks. catching up to our record our record breakers out there. Oh, know? nice, Yes, man. yes. Right. I appreciate it. And he brought out, he brought out the nice Ciroc. Oh, that's been good, out. man. I love yeah, it. the black. Get oh, that shit out, man. The you, know, black. Man. you know, it is in honor of Black History Month. So, oh, there know, we go. You know, black excellence. So, you know, we definitely got the black Ciroc here on deck. Yes, sir. Our, our special, um, you Red know, our little, our little producer. <laughs> you know, you know. Hey. You know. Our producer's the only person who's, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's, who's ready for this. <laughs> he's, he's more ready than everybody here. And then you know what? You add it off with, with, the, with, the, real, with the real drink for us. Once again, Snapple. Snapple. See? Snapple. Told you. you know Snapple I mean? better than Briss I see. You know, you know, of course. It's not you know, even close. Oh, you know what I mean? Pure, purity. You know, you know what I'm Snapple saying? Snapple is purity and Briss oh, is and the devil. Oh, and that fruit punch too, man. Absolutely. That's the best one. Fruit punch. All right. I like Snapple. So, Apple, you know, it's, it, it, we, can, we can start a poll on here. Put in the comment section, what's your favorite flavor for Snapple? Is it lemon iced tea? Is it fruit punch? Is it apple? I like Let's Snapple hear it. apple. Let's hear from the viewers of True Hill here. Or oh, strawberry kiwi. Oh my kiwi god. Yeah, we we got too. so many out there. So <laughs> many. So before we do that, before we hear from the comment section, we got to go through our True Hill Roll Call. That's where we shout out those who are supporting us on the YouTube channel, on Facebook, Twitter, yo, all the whatnot. This our fucking things I buy is nothing, yo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Yo. yo. Wait, wait till we get to that. Yeah, well, any, up, Anywho, <laughs> so our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page are True Hill Trinity. Coming in at number three is Beyond Three Counts NK. Coming in at number two is once again the host of the Romeo Report. We're shouting him out a lot at the beginning of this show. <laughs> Romeo Anthony Cologne coming in at number two. And number one, once again, the record breaker himself, the Negro Buck. Nick Jackson. Jackson yes. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to that's him as dude, always. Bro. Nick Jackson, that's my dude. Couple of True Hills, we got to shout out. Uh, Romy Fariz, uh, Sean Young, Nick Blackman, Jake Seeper, uh, Dominic Mendoza, and my namesake, Sydney Williams. And then YouTube subscribers, we got to shout out a new Sean subscribers. Young, I haven't heard that name. I haven't heard about him in a long time. He's been a while. It's been a while. Shout out to Sean. He's, he's, he's commenting a little bit more on the True Hills group page, so we had to shout him out. Uh, Eric Osario. Uh, Warren Mills and Four Bucks Robot. A couple of our new subscribers to the YouTube channel. Four Bucks Robot enjoyed uh, the All Elite recap with uh, the guys Jimmy and Mac talking about uh, <laughs> Nyla Rose. So if you didn't, if you didn't hear them talk about Nyla Rose on their last uh, oh true God. on their last All Elite recap, oh stay tuned for the next All Elite recap oh because I'm sure they're gonna have a lot to say. But before we get into our top news, let's hear from the True Hills and the Spotlight Nation. All right. Firstly, everyone is happy to see that Larry is alive and kicking. Absolutely. 
Thank you, man. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the appreciation, man. I, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks for the concern. Izzy seems to like the Black History themed Ciroc bottles, and he says, "Salute to Salud. the hills. Break yes. that shit up and bring it over here, and then read those comments in a second. God damn. Salute. The gang Salud. is back. The gang is back. We miss Chrissy. Oh, this this toast is to Chrissy, of yes. course. Oh, and oh, Black yeah. and Black History Month and Kobe. Woo! Oh, this no. is good. Boy, oh, what? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> oh, we about to have a ball. This one, bro. You know we about I mean? to have a ball, you know man. You I mean? <laughs> made Larry put out an old week. Five minutes in. You know what, you know what, Chris? You can kiss my ass. <laughs> what did Chris have to say? You Let's know, hear from Chris. Chris. Was damn. Which Marriott minibar did JJ rob this? Like, what the fuck? Like, can, like, I got a job, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Like, can I buy anything? Nope. No. Jesus, like, yo, in every show, I rob something. Yep. I rob the mini bar. I agree. Well, yeah, 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 come on, bro. Like, shit. You know what? You know what? No more shots for you. Well, damn. The Negro Buck says, being on True Hill Heat is on his bucket list. Oh, oh yes. We got we to gotta have the Negro there. Buck. We got to oh, have, have the Negro oh, Buck. That, Maybe, that, that would be amazing. Maybe yeah. they have a show out oh. in, uh, I, I forgot what part of the world world he's in. Like, like he could put in the comment section. Maybe maybe the next big show that's in his neighborhood, we can get him on the next show. Yeah, we take the shit on the road, bro. Exactly. We take, <laughs> we take it on the road occasionally. Maybe, maybe we'll be, you know, maybe we'll be in Las Vegas for Double or Nothing weekend. Maybe Maybe we'll be out in Chicago for All Out. You never know with True Hill Heat. We never know what 2020 has in store. Anything else from the spotlight or the True Hills? Chris G, gotta throw a blunt in there every once in a while, guys. If we weren't at my my place of application. This is a no smoking room, Christopher. Houston, Texas. Where we'll, we'll, the Negro Buck is at. Maybe we'll. Oh, Houston, Texas. Oh, I haven't been to Houston in a yeah. long time. Fuck Houston. We missed out on Raw Rumble Astros. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I got a little bit in my. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, man. I got a little bit of. No, no, no. Fuck you, bro. Really feel? Are you kidding me? Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. This is. A, I'm sorry. This is a wrestling podcast. Well, well, well. Let's be. Let's be fair here. <laughs> I'm gonna save that for your sports on Saturday. Well, well. If we're gonna talk about I'm sports, bro. Listen, if we're gonna talk about sports. Uh, wrestlers. They they love me in Houston, Texas. They love small men. Just look at the Houston Rockets. Anyway, um. So anything else in the spotlight on the truths? That is all for now. So let's get into the top news. So we got to talk about uh, backstage turmoil, maybe sparking up in all elite wrestling. So Twitter handle by the name of Rover. This is the same Twitter handle that broke the news for the revival acting for their release from WWE, as well as them turning down $750,000 from WWE. This is the same Twitter handle that did uh, break the news that Marty Scrawl re-signed with ROH and would be taking uh, booking opportunities. So it's first reported that there is rumored tension among the EVPs, the executive vice presidents for All Elite Wrestling, regarding creative uh, direction, namely the Nightmare Collective. Uh, Kenny Omega, who has been uh, booking a lot of the women's division, was reportedly uh, the one behind cutting the Nightmare Collective angle, uh, which caused tension. Of course, uh, they haven't said particularly like what the tension involves, but we can almost assume that maybe it has to do with Brandy's Rhodes' involvement in the Nightmare Collective and maybe Cody having a difference in opinion from Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So uh, this also follows reports that Tony Kong has taken on more of a hands-on approach with the current direction for All Elite Wrestling, with reports saying that 
he has done a lot of the work creatively for the John Moxley versus Inner Circle storyline, as well as the Hangman uh, Page angle. So what are your guys' thoughts on the rumored uh, tension backstage with All Elite Wrestling? This is the first time we're hearing anything like this in the full year that All Elite Wrestling has been uh, as a promotion. So what are your thoughts on that, Top Guy JJ? Uh, first of all, first of all, um, it's good to be with you guys. It is. But first of all, goodness gracious, if, if Kenny Omega has a hand in this women's division, take that shit immediately. Immediately. Like, no more power for Kenny Omega because that division has sucked since it's been, since it started. Goodness gracious, if that's true, just throw Kenny, just throw Kenny back in the ring. Give him more matches, less time in the back. Just get your ass in the ring. You talent. You are not talented in the back. So, whoa. Whoa, if that's real news, Kenny, get the fuck off the booking team. Secondly, if that has any more truth to it, shout to Tony Khan because those are two of the best freaking stories going on in AEW right now. So that that's some major props to you, dude. Like, damn, you might have a little bit more wrestling fandom in you than we actually realized a year ago. Like, that is pretty fucking awesome yeah. that Tony Khan has partially had a hand in these two storylines because that's just been pretty damn good. So, I, I, listen, I ain't got nothing to say about nothing but good praises for you, Tony Khan, but Kenny, get the fuck off the booking team. <laughs> Completely off of it. So, Larry, what do you think about, like, the creative uh, differences be between the executives, vice presidents? Do you, like, more or less, do you agree with Kenny Omega's decision to cut the Nightmare Collective, or do you, like, uh, disagree with it? Well, first off, um, I'm actually surprised that Tony Khan is actually taking a more hands-on approach. I didn't see that coming from him, right, you know what I'm right. saying? And kind of to piggyback off what you're saying about the women's division, it has been kind of lackluster, but... Um, no, that shit has been trash. Yeah. Just be real with it. But Britt Baker is is like, oh my god, I love Britt Baker. <laughs> like, like that's what I, I talk. I talk to yeah, my guys. I, I, yeah. I talk to my guys on the All Elite Recap every other week, and I always and they I were the first ones to tell me they was like the greatest heel turn that they've seen in the past decade and, and is heel yeah. is is heel Britt Baker. Yeah. But that promo yeah. last night, yeah, I've seen the promo. Oh my god, the heat she got oh, yeah. when she called she them the Water Burgers. She heat. called them Water. Nuclear <laughs> heat, man. Yeah. But that's the only like bright spot in the women's division right yeah. now is Britt Baker right now. Like in a uh, short time moving forward, it seems like you know. But um, it's 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 uh it's surprising to see uh, Tony Khan take you know putting his hands in there. Bravo. You know, Bravo. I mean, <laughs> uh, it can only be bad or good. We'll see going forward. Man. I mean, I think it is telling that he is taking more of a hands-on approach. It does kind of put in the kind of the saying there's smoke where there's fire uh -huh. that although this doesn't come from the, like the most reliable source the twitter handle rover it does have some credibility to it with come the couple of stories that they have broken 2020 and the fact that uh tony khan is taking a more hands-on approach does kind of say that maybe there is differences between the executive vice president yeah. where he had to like basically step in and say okay now nah, i'm gonna take control of this i'm the boss here and then as well as that we had brandy and cody rhodes they have 
reappeared on Wrestling Observer Radio over right. the past week. So it, it kind of was kind of like uh, damage control, in my opinion, yeah. that they appeared on it out of nowhere just when this report started coming out that they decided to appear on Wrestling Observer Radio. And then Brandy also did talk about the whole Nightmare Collective, that she had created differences with it, that she didn't agree with a lot of the stuff that they were doing. She's the one that put out uh, the, the segments with her and the psychiatrist talking, which kind of gave some background to the Nightmare Collective, but that she kind of agreed that it kind of fell apart. Because it was trash! It probably... It's like the worst thing that AEW has done, and they've done amazing things. But if you're going to be real about one thing, that women's division and that story was straight caca! <laughs> it was straight caca! So y'all really think Kenny Omega sucks as a booker? I don't think Kenny Omega sucks as a booker. Uh, Kenny Omega, so from the very beginning of All Elite Wrestling, we mm-hmm. heard Kenny Omega would be in charge of the women's division. Cody would have a hand in like the singles division. Right. And then uh, the Young Bucks the would take care tag, of the tag yeah. team. So Kenny Omega, I will say he he saw something in Rio that no one else saw before All Elite Wrestling started. Mm-hmm. And she is the biggest draw for the women's division. Right. Because when it comes to ratings, when it comes to just attention, the fact that she's talked online, both negative and positive, mm-hmm. Rio is that that draw. They've done a good carry, a good work with building up the character of even like a Nyla Rose, making mm-hmm. her the monster of the division. And as we said, they've done a good job with the heel turn for Britt Baker. So right. he has had positives in the women's division it's just as a whole overall mm-hmm. it just hasn't really had a very yeah. smooth transit a yeah. smooth direction and a lot of that has to do with the people that they chose like Rio the fact that she lives in Japan is a problem like her being the champion you have to spend all this money to have her shipped out to come to come do dynamite it costs a lot of money to do that so now with the new direction where we talk about uh, AEW dynamite from last night with the new champion it kind of will help them and kind of we could see the women's division going in more of a positive direction. But speaking of Dynamite, last night on Dynamite, the biggest news of the night was ROA star Jeff Cobb showed up as a, as a yes. Showed up, Hell as, yeah. showed up as a bounty hunter of sorts for the inner circle, and he will have his in-ring debut next week on Dynamite versus John Moxley. This follows reports at the beginning of the year that Jeff Cobb was working on a per-date agreement with ROH and could work wherever he wanted freely. So what are you guys' thoughts on Jeff Cobb in AEW and appearing on Dynamite last night? I love oh, that. my God. Reaction, clearly. One foot out the fucking door of that shithole place called ROH. Like, oh my god. Like, that, stop. like, oh my god. Yo, my 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 wishes are starting to come true. Like, get the good shit out of there and just let them fade away to shit. Oh my god. Let them fade those dust away. Like, bye. Oh, like, it's just doing well this uh, year. Come fuck, on. Fuck them. The year is only 47 <laughs> days old. <laughs> Oh exactly. Yo, the yo, is only there are days old. There are wrestling gods. There are you guys exist. You guys exist. He's starting. Yes, he, he's almost out. He's almost out. But I love always though. I got I got a special place in my heart for always. And I hope I really want them to pull it together. They're doing a lot of positive things to start all, the year. Man. Like this guy just wants to ignore it because <laughs> they made him look dumb last year. He was all in defense of them after the elite left, and I told them it was all going downhill nah, because Delirious was nah, bad Booker. I, I told y'all that was my baby nah, Seth. You've been behind the camera for nah, most of our videos. I think you remember me saying in like September, in like April of 2018, 
that the main problem with ROH, even with the elite, was Delirious as the you booker. Think, now that Delirious is not the main booker, now we're seeing positive things. You, you, you think that's my problem with them? My problem. No, I'm telling you my problem, oh, and I'm telling you their problem. Bully Ray. Yes. Dumb motherfuckers can't pay their women twenty-five thousand dollars. Fuck them with a polo stick. No lube. With splinters all over it. Twenty-five dollars a year. Shit, that's that's tough. That is three hundred and eighty-five dollars a week. Like what the fuck? Most of us are making way more than that. Hey, they have Jonathan Grisham there. He's training the women. He's advocating for them to get paid on the same level as the men. They're doing positive changes in Ring of Honor, and you need to recognize that. But this is about Jeff Cobb. I'm excited for Jeff Cobb on Dynamite. I like him being in the inner circle. It kind of makes the inner circle even more diverse than it already was before. Like, like you have a, like a bounty hunter in, in, in Jeff Cobb. You got Jake Hager. It's, All, it's, right. It's, All right, let's hear from the comments. I know that's why you're laughing. <laughs> this is the comment show right here. Chris G, there's a, there's a fucking purple medal of honor for every of his comments. I heard our late about to start holding shows at daycare centers. Still won't sell them out. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. That's, 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 that's fucked up. Daycare centers has like eight chairs in it. That's fucked up. <laughs> they got the fucking blocks that's, with the letters and shit. That's so mean. <laughs> so me. Chris is saying that from experience because he drops his daughter off there every every morning. And he's like, she got free tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, he was like, my daughter can sell out this place better than all of you. Chris' daughter is the booker. <laughs> now she's better than Delirious. <laughs> but yes, Jeff, what's your what was your thoughts on Jeff Cobb on uh, Dynamite? Oh, I like. I didn't get to watch the episode, but I seen clips of it. I like to see it. My only thing is, I'm um, I just hope they don't make the inner circle like the NWO was, just adding motherfuckers left I agree. and right. You know, I, that that's my whole thing about it. Like every week, just adding another motherfucker. So other than that, I like it though, man. I I, I was always a Jeff Cobb fan, so I like I want to see where it goes. What's your guys' thoughts on people that felt that uh, the Jeff Cobb uh, debut was kind of botched in the fact that Chris Jericho did basically a promo to tease Jeff Cobb, then they did a, like a little vignette to kind of introduce him to the to the audience, and then he debuted at the end of the show. Some people said it was kind of overkill or a little bit too much at once, or some people said that it kind of ruined the surprise pop that he could have gotten if he just appeared at the end yeah, of the night. One probably thousand percent agree with that. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Jericho's introduction completely eliminated the shock pop. It, it, it was just like it was shocking to hear. And it was awesome, but you you know me. I love my shock pops. Oh yeah, I love my shock pops. That just completely in, deflated the entire process of getting a shock pop especially in the, the age of the internet where everybody knows everything because when you can get a shock pop take it if you're booking you, you can get it take all it all of AEW fans would have known who Jeff Cobb was yeah well we don't know that because we would have said we would have said that uh, there's been a lot of debuts in our in AEW where you would have thought that their audience knew the person and they didn't oh, so I, I exactly exactly so I I like the fact 
I don't think that they needed the vignettes to kind of. I think that was more to like show him and tease it for next week with his in ring debut. I felt like the teaser, if they just did the teaser and then him debut at the end of the night, that was perfect. Like there was not going to be no massive surprise pop for Jeff Cobb. I'm sorry. No matter how great you think Jeff Cobb is, that audience is not invested in him mm. like that to give him us a big surprise pop. He's not John Moxley, so he's not going to get that. So that's what I say. I, I think, think that was someone. Someone like Brody Lee, mm-hmm. that's someone oh, yeah. that does that yeah, will man. get a surprise we'll get a, pop. Yeah. Jeff Cobb is not. All right, Chris G says it was a good way to bring him in. Everyone was expecting him next week after Jericho's announcement. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. the appearance was slightly unexpected. Mm-hmm. And, 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 well, and, and for the for the marks that's out there, too. Brody Lee is is Luke Harper. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you got to say those things. No, yeah. no, 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 I don't feel like it. Who the fuck is that? For the idiot marks out there that have no idea who that is. For the Java Cheers fans. <laughs> oh, man, come on. Double E fans. Double Double E. Double E. Yeah, man, throw me a pause, bro. Negro Buck with an update. Apparently, Cobb is on a per-day basis with AEW because he still wants to work in New Japan, but Cody wants to sign him full-time. Yeah, yeah, he's on he's on a per day deal with Ring of Honor. He's on a per day deal with uh, AEW. This is also a lot of another report that came out. I think this was from uh, I think like ProWrestling.com. Uh, they said that this is also uh, a lot of people are saying it has to do with Marty Scrawl kind of testing out the land for ROH New Japan AEW type of partnership. So I hope that 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 is something else that it involves there, but. We, we will wait and see, but I'm looking forward to Cobb versus Moxley next week on AEW Dynamite. That's fucking babysitting, yo. I'm That's his first yeah, well, you, you, know, know, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You, you drink with the fellas now, man. I'm the one doing most of the talking. He, yo, he, he he damn. Let's hear him drink about 42% of that. Tell him to stop babysitting, yo. The man's a sipper. What do you want? JMC is back in the cut. He's loving the Bella Twins heading to the WWE Hall of Fame despite all the haters. I'm I'm with him. I'm with him in like the uh, minority. I think they deserve it. You have a Hall of Fame with just everybody in it. You know, the likes of Coco Beware. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. Why why are you guys hating on the Bellas? My thing about the Bellas, they could have left. They could have went to Hollywood. The Rock's agent, which is the Rock's uh, ex-wife, Hit up the Bella Twins. Was like, yo, what's up? They could have went to Hollywood, used wrestling as a stepping stone. They didn't. They came back. They got better. They trained. Especially Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella got a world better than what she was. So, I think they deserve it, man. I don't understand what the hate is about. I don't either, man. The Bellas was the start of the turnaround. For the women's division. Hell yeah, Uh, bro. All right, Dave. That's going. That's taking a little too far. Well, yeah, you're right. Too far. No, they were. AJ Lee was. Yeah. AJ Lee was. AJ Lee. AJ Lee and Paige was. Not the pioneers, but they were there when it started to shift. They were around. I think they. Exactly. Like. Okay. They were going to be a Hall of Famer too, right? Is that one day? No, I thought it was this year. Right? Maybe you never know. I they, well, they only have one female <laughs> entrant they every they, year. They, they, so. they, they, they did work hard, not for nothing. They, 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 they did work, work hard. hard. I say they and they, they, they are they are probably the biggest female mainstream made out of the WWE in the past decade. I, I will give them that. I, I will give them that. Uh, it, fucking bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame, so I definitely don't have it, a problem. Exactly, it doesn't mean anything. Drew Carey. <laughs> 
I mean, it doesn't Well, that's a celebrity wing. A celebrity wing. So, it, it, the President of the United States is in a fucking well, WWE Hall of Fame, bro. Izzy says, March is going to be a whole lot of madness for AEW when it comes to the big boys. Cage, I see in the summer or fall when he's at 100%. Archer, I can see him debut before the summer, but Brody Lee is going to be a bona fide. My man, SP3 is drinking, son. Oh, yeah, there Let it him is. Talk. See that? Let him talk. That was you interrupted right him. That was You're interrupting right the people. There. You're interrupting the people. Go He's ahead. about to be a daddy, bro. <laughs> Exactly. Let Izzy, let Izzy talk. Yo, you know how many times Izzy is interrupting me? Emotion? Fuck, man. Fair is fair. Anyway, yes, we are. Oh, We're going to talk good, about man. New Japan Pro Wrestling oh, returning to Madison Square Garden for New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Dynasty. So New Japan announced during the new we beginning. Will be there. New, yes, I, yes, yes, I will. will I already there. told wifey we getting tickets for sure. Take, so, the, take the kids. First oh, of show. course, first of course. Show, yeah, yeah, first show for them. New beginning in Osaka. They announced that they will be returning to Madison Square Garden in New York City on August twenty second for Wrestle Dynasty. Reports say that New Japan Pro Wrestling want to build this card as a Wrestle Kingdom type of show, and this is the same night as NXT Takeover. Boston. So very interesting that we got a jam-packed Saturday, August 22nd in professional wrestling. So go to Larry first. What are your thoughts on New Japan Pro Wrestling returning back to Madison Square Garden? Especially love it, man. And the the show in Boston, fuck Boston. But uh, <laughs> gonna be a Turn stack. about his fair play. <laughs> gonna be a stacked night of wrestling in August, man. Summer heat. Can't wait to go to Madison Square Garden to watch some fucking wrestling. We can't wait. Can't it's gonna wait. be awesome. What was your thoughts when you heard the news for Wrestle Dynasty in August in Madison Square Garden? I haven't been to a wrestling event in a long time, and this is definitely gonna have to break that streak. Are you gonna go this, to Mania? This, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I went to sleep on Mania. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I, I, yo, bro, I fell asleep in New Orleans. When I was in New Orleans for uh, 34, I fell asleep in my seat, bro. <laughs> I fell asleep in my seat and woke up during the age. You went to agent. WrestleMania for the wrong purpose. We went to WrestleMania. We got lit. Oh, I, I got lit too, bro. That's he most got, of the time. He got lit lit. Bro, that's most of, <laughs> that's most of the reason I fell asleep. Oh, shit was fucking seven hours, bro. No, we, got we, we were fucking pre-gaming since like nine in the morning. Bro. Oh, yeah. And then we went to the tailgate and everything, bro. Yeah. That was not, yeah. yeah so was, I was in my WrestleMania's seat. WrestleMania's like, a long, it's, it's a marathon, not hours, a race. Bro. <laughs> and then when, uh, when Brock pinned Roman, I was like, because you know everybody's expecting Roman to win. And Brock Pence rolled. I'm like, wait, wait, that was three? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> of course, Larry was was ecstatic to see that. Brock Pence, so, baby. Uh, so What's what up? are your guys' thoughts on New Japan doing a solo show at Madison Square Garden? Of course, the first time they went, they uh, went with Ring of Honor. They had a sellout. I think it was the first day sellout. So that was the first time ever show. This is their second show. So do you expect the ticket sales to be the same? What do you expect with them having a solo show instead of a partnership show? Oh, it's definitely gonna be a sellout. It's gonna be a sellout. Wrestling fans, it's no matter where you put it, wherever, no matter where you put a card at, no matter what city, what continent, what country, wrestling fans are gonna buy tickets and, and go. And man. We're all over. And We're it's, everywhere. It's Madison Square Garden. It's the, an attraction at Madison Square Garden. Greatest arena in the world. are still buying Knicks tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, Knicks I mean, games sell out, bro. Knicks games are That's still true. selling out. Come on, that man. is true. Now when uh, New Japan 
pro wrestling comes through with, with what they've been delivering over the past number of years. <laughs> and after what we experienced with G1 Supercard, because we know that shit was all New Japan and ROH was straight doodle shit. Yes. Straight doodle shit. The reason why it doodle wasn't in, in my top my like top five shows of the year was probably because of the ROH side. And I know my fellow Knicks fan, uh, Chris Gutierrez, is watching. He, he felt some type yeah, of Yeah, he felt some type of way just when like you just I said that. I, I know he Chris. did. I know he did. So what do you guys think is going to be the main event for Wrestle Dynasty? So they got if they're building this to be a Wrestle Kingdom type of show, they have to give us a Wrestle Kingdom type of main event. They can't come back with Kazuka Okada versus Jay White again. They have to have a Wrestle Kingdom type of main event. So what do you guys think that's going to be? Well, you still got to have Okada, I think. I think, I think. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, um, you, you can't go wrong with Naito. Okada Naito rematch. Yeah, that. Or um, you can't go wrong there. Um, Jay White obviously, you know, Switchblade, you know. Um. So you think? So if I asked you, what's the one main event that would get a lot of wrestling fans to buy a ticket on the first day? What would it be for New Japan right now? I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think you got to go Okada. He's always the safe bet. You know, but Okada, Okada versus, versus um, Naito? Uh, yeah, Naito or, or a rematch with Jay White. I, I think so. I like I love that match, bro. I love that match. What, what you about got, you, bro? Top Guy JJ? I 1,000% agree because I think um, we got that, that, that kind of like short-term memory of the history with Okada and Naito. And yeah. It kind of feel like a rubber match, even though they probably had more matches prior. Yeah. But this is the championship trio, tra- championship rubber match. That Okada won, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. And then Naito just won this year for the double belts. So what better way to finish this trilogy at the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden? Because we're going to need those other players for some really good show stealing matches. Oh, Jay can't. White, yeah. Dakota Abushis, the Will Ospreys. Like, oh my so what about God. Tanahashi, Imagine man? seeing Will Ospreay yeah. and Kota Ibushi at the Garden. Oh, I, I love Kota Ibushi. That's oh my dude, bro. That'd God. be dope. Like, that just almost, like, gave me a wrestling Woody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The, I'm the, the go. main player, you can't. You got to go uh, Tanahashi as well. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, that's the Tanahashi, road I, I would go. I'm going to go with Naito versus Tanahashi. Oh, I think it's been, a, it's been a while since that'd those good, two yeah. have went one-on-one, and they never went one-on-one for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship ever. Oh, they, ne- so, they, they, they never? Never, they never went one on one for the IWGP mm. heavyweight title. They verse in a G1 a G1 climax. They verse for either. the IWGP Intercontinental title at Wrestle Kingdom, but they've never been able to have a one on one match for the world title. So I think that would be a great match. Tadahashi, you could call it like his one of his last times, his first time ever main eventing Madison Square Garden because he didn't main event the last time. So it would be a lot of like historical moments, and I think it would be a nice like little story right there. Oh, yeah. I feel like. Okada, he's a great person. You could, I can see him I'm, versus I'm a biased, number, of, a number of different people. He's, I called him the GOAT. I think it was what? Three, I'm, I'm two, Okada three Mark, episodes so. ago, I called him the GOAT. Yeah. So he's still my GOAT. I still think if yeah. you put, I, I, I agree I'm with these biased, guys. Yeah. I, I totally. I'm Okada Supermark. I'm only trying to be different here. I agree <laughs> with these guys 100%. I feel like the main event to make is Okada versus Naito, the rematch, the rematch for the double gold. But if I'm going to be different, I'm going to go with Naito versus Tadahashi. I can even say Abushi versus Naito to kind of yeah, play cool off up. of the fact that they versed last year at Madison Square Garden and this year it would be for the world for both the world title and the Intercontinental title. So 
it would but it would be great either way so let's hear from the spotlight in the true hills what you guys think about new japan coming back to madison square garden and what you think the main event should be okay how about a tana jericho rematch Ooh. I wouldn't mind that. Ooh. I would. I, I would. Japan, I would like to see what type of involvement we're gonna have from guys like Moxley and Jericho because with their contract with AEW, it prevents them from regularly uh, taking part in a New Japan show in the U.S. Mm. in America. Mm. But if Tony Khan says, "Yeah, go ahead, let's do it," get that money. We, we could see something that, else. Yeah. I wouldn't even mind Naito versus Moxley. Moxley beat him in the G1 Super uh, in the G1 uh, climax, Climb, so yeah. you could play off of that. That, and he's the IWGP US champion mm -hmm. versus the double champion. So you could play off a number of different things. So I think there will definitely be some AEW involvement. Gotta be. Uh, yeah. Chris G would like to see Osprey versus Naito. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't make sense at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, it would, but it, it, damn good match. That don't would be, be great. That would be great. Though. Damn good match. Yeah, that, that would be great. Just on some random <laughs> fucking shit. Imagine the story between Osprey and Naito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine the head games Naito would play with this guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my god. The Negro Buck wouldn't mind another match with Naito or Tanahashi, but I feel like Okada belongs in the main event. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. He's the guy that drew, drew the big house for the first show, in my opinion. Chris, no matter what Jay White says. Chris G <laughs> says, you say the letters MSG, and I feel like microwaving kittens. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. Yo. What is wrong with this guy? Yo. <laughs> Yo, this motherfucker is as Spanish as they get. He is so Spanish. He's so Hispanic. Um, <laughs> Alright, so let's get into week 19 ratings for the Wednesday Night Wars. We talk about this nice. every time we have a true little heat because we come, we talk about our, our wrestling on a Thursday, and Thursday the ratings come out, so we gotta talk about it right here on True Little Heat. For week 19, AEW Dynamite featuring SCU versus Omega and Hangman for the AEW Tag Team titles. John Moxley versus Santana. My guy I versus Santana I from the hood. Baby. What a promo he had on AEW last night. That was probably one of the best promos I've heard on Dynamite yet. Uh, mm -hmm. And Nyla Rose defeating Rio to become the AEW Women's Champion. Finished with 817,000 viewers. WWE NXT featuring John, Johnny Gargano versus Cameron Grimes, Adam Cole versus Kushida, and the final bill for NXT TakeOver Portland finished with 750,000 viewers. So AEW has now defeated NXT 15 out of 19 weeks. It is now 15, 3, and 1. The, the, the standing Ooh, the for damn. the Wednesday Night Wars. What were your thoughts on both shows last night? Job Guy JJ, what did you think about AEW and NXT? I mean, my reaction to Jeff Cobb alone just made me just love that. <laughs> I, I mean, that just gave me the edge on Dynamite, like, head and shoulders. Like, Dynamite, to me, for me, just personally won the week with, with, with all of that stuff going on. And then this, I, love, I just love this whole intersection with the inner circle. I love how that playing out with Moxley, it's really, really cool. Um, you know, I'm very interested to hear what the True Hills think about the, the, the Native Feast women winning the Women's Championship. I, I, I said it on, on the True Hills group page. I'm going to say it here again. The best two matches in the women's division for AEW has been Riho versus Nyla Rose. The first match they had on the premiere episode no, of AEW Dynamite. And I'm going to get to it. Yes. And the match last night. Yes. 
The best two matches from the women's division for AEW has come from a 90-pound anime character and a 200-pound woman that used to be a dude. Yes, <laughs> AEW women's division in a nutshell right there. But I just got to give credit to both women because these they have just a very unique type of chemistry. Then they bring me, they give me a lot of vibes of like the old Gail Kim versus Austin. Oh, yeah. Type You're of, right, type of man. Feud. That's the feud yeah, that put bro. TNA's women's division on the map. And right, honestly, man. in my heart of hearts, watching that match, seeing the reaction from the crowd, seeing how Rio like just gets people into the match, just being the sympathetic character, and Nyla Rose just being the beast, this is the feud that AEW needs to hang their hat on oh, to build right. their women's division, honestly. Like, watching that match last night just kind of confirmed it for me. Because I was like, they did it again! Like, they, they stole the show again on a night that had SEU versus Omega and Hangman, which was probably the best match on either show of the night. But yes, that 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 combo buckshot V trigger was murder. That was murder. That looked like murder. How are people next not needing fusion surgeries after this? And like, and man, I, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> it. Oh my god! And that's why I agree with Top Guy JJ. Uh, AEW won the night because there wasn't a a miss on AEW for me. There wasn't a down moment. Like every type, every moment hit. Like the Britt Baker promo, uh, calling the crowd Whataburgers, and doing the the Austin, and then putting the arrows down. That was awesome. Santana's promo. If you want to talk about building a new star and just by the words that he's speaking and using your real life him talking about his blind father and how he related to that with his eye getting poked out by John Moxley that elevated him the MJF versus Jungle Boy match that was like seeing the future of AEW in the ring before your eyes like there was just no down moment on on uh, uh, AEW NXT was a really good show I'm not I'm not saying that at all I'm not saying NXT was a bad show. It was you a very good show. Because a lot of people think you're a WWE. They, they do. They, they do. They do. Because I own stock. I own stock WWE. I'm pulling my hair out because of the president's quitting in the stock price. So why would he want it to fail? People, I, I, lo I love watching people that, oh, you, you're a WWE hater. You're, you're just an AEW mark. I'm like, this guy had stock in WWE. There's, why would he want it to fail? There's no one who's a nigger <laughs> fanboy than me. Anyway, let's hear from the spotlight. High five, brother. High five. High five. High five, you fucking racist. High five. On that one, you know, oh, man. Hey, yo, it's my guy, man. Yo, the thing is, like, yo, I like for a producer, I talk uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Jamie Tanak. Uh, he tried to say I was a bigger fanboy than everybody, but botch bigger, botch <laughs> okay. I just, I just in case, just in case you forgot, just in case you forgot. Anyway, let's hear from the spotlight and the drill. Just because it's on topic, the Negro Bucks said NXT was a snooze fest, except for the Broderweights. Oh my God! That's what I wanted to say about NXT. The highlight of NXT, NXT from top to bottom, always has good to great matches. Good to great in-ring action. They just don't do well with promos, with wrestling angles, and with overall setups for storylines and feuds. I said this uh, on the last edition of True Hill Heat. NXT just lacks in everything besides the in-ring action. But over the last couple of weeks, between Velveteen Dream returning and his little promo talking about Marina and Troy for Roderick Strong, building up that feud, and then the adventures of the Broserweights 
Oh my God, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, they need to come out with a buddy cop film. Like, that's the that's the shit. I need to see a buddy cop film with Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. I'm over it. I that's mean, what I need. That's what's going to make NXT. One, that's how people will get over it. 1,000% agreed. And it's kind of like keep harping on the same thing that has been NXT's, not downfall, but what their lack of growth has been. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that we keep going on over and over. And I think they're trying. They are. At this point to do this with Adam Cole. Like, it feels like at some point, but it's like it's hard to do that at the I think they're I think they're doing it more with Matt Riddle and the Broserweights. No, no, Adam Cole, I mean? it's just, I, I understand they tried to make him a star with the whole him being on Raw and SmackDown. They did a good job of that. But it's just, it, uh, to me, it just all feels stale with it's the missing. Undisputed they're Era. Yeah they're, yeah, they're missing it, but I think they're trying it with him, but I don't think that they're hitting it. Now, the Broserweights, it's like, how long is that going to last? So you're talking they about need to put the titles on them. I'm saying it and now. Put the titles on these awesome, guys. It would be awesome, but is that a main viewer drawing story? Yes. It, to us. No, no. The numbers relate. They draw ratings. They gain viewers. The the uh, talking segment with them last week was the highest rated segment last week. Probably this week with the adventures of the Broserways. They probably drew viewers. They are drawing viewers. Matt Riddle draws the 18 to 49 demo that NXT gets watched in every single I, week. I and Matt Riddle is a draw for the younger viewers and they need to capitalize on that. That's a, that's a fact. I concur because that shit. You know, besides that, I, honestly, NXT was it was okay. Like it was okay yesterday. And think you know sometimes having a privilege of getting out of work at a decent hour, you get to double view both shows. And just I, my TV was on AEW a lot more than it was NXT. Even though I had the picture in picture, the stuff I was seeing on AEW was just like, all right, I need to stay here. And NXT just didn't have me have me do anything to change the picture size. Except for the adventures of the Broserweights. That was the only thing that made me pay attention to to NXT last night. The adventures of the Broserweights. Well, 15-3-1 is a great record in any game. I take that. That's a Super Bowl fucking winning team record, bro. So what was the the Bobby Fish high line of the night? Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. But uh, we didn't talk about it on the last True Hill because we we did every two weeks, finally. So... (laughs) Oh, the question of the year for 2020. Absolutely. Is how much fish could Bobby Fish buy if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Hell yeah. Now say that five times fast. Answer the question, living legend. <laughs> you're, you're a math, you're a mathematician. What's the what's the answer? Uh, forty-seven. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Anything from the spotlight and the true hills. All right, a lot. JMC says, I'm just being honest. Any show with Matt Riddle on it is bad, and I hope Brock Lesnar gets his hands on him one day. <laughs> you know what? JMC, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what, Jason? I love the consistency. Exactly. I love the consistency. I love the consistency of the Matt Riddle scorching. Like I love it. The Negro Butt says, Jungle Boy and MJF will both be carrying AEW within the next five years. Next two. Mm. They, they, they wrestle each other uh, next week? No, this this uh, this past week. This oh, past they did? Week. Yeah, yeah. They oh, I didn't it. watch. That's yes, what, yo, yes, oh, yes, yes. I didn't watch it. Yeah. That was a good one. 
Okay. Chris G says, Riddle is the greatest thing since sliced bread, or in his case, grinded weed. <laughs> Negro Book says, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn for How High 3. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. I would watch that. I would watch that. Thanks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> cannot, cannot facts, man. All right, but the one last thing we got to tell. Okay. C says, I'm a huge fan of Britt Baker, but I really think she could find a better boyfriend. Oh, damn. Like me. <laughs> or like JMC. <laughs> or <No>, JMC. <laughs> uh, last thing we got to touch on as far as like NXT and AEW last night, right, so of right. course, is the elephant in the room. Nyla Rose winning the AEW Women's Championship and the outrage that it's it caused. Like elevated in the room. The elephant in the room. The <laughs> elephant in the room. I tried to say it nicely. Uh -huh. tonight, yeah, tonight, but tonight you know. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. Um, but yes. What are you guys' thoughts on the outrage of, of it going on online? People upset that a man, in their opinion, a man, not a trans, not transgendered woman, no, a man won a woman's championship. Ah, see, I'm going to be a hill here. Okay. Oh, man. Let's hear it. My thing is, I like... Oh, this show's called True Heat. True Heat. <laughs> or this, in this edition, Toxic Heat. Toxic Heat. Let's Hill hear it. Um... I don't know, man. I know people say you got to suspend your, your disbelief when it comes to pro wrestling because it's scripted. We don't like to use the F word here, but, you know, it's scripted or whatever. I don't know. I, I like to treat my pro wrestling as if it was real, you know, as if it's symbolizing realism and like. Preach, brother. Yeah, of course, man. Preach on it. I like to treat my pro wrestling as a simulating real competition. I have a problem in MMA, mixed martial arts, where they have transsexuals. One just was competing in a woman's division and broke the girl's skull. I have a problem with that shit. So when you have this in, in pro wrestling, and I like Nia Rose, man. I, I'm not a Nia Rose hater or anything like that, but I'm not too, you know, I, it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. It's a... Double-edged sword because now, you know, officially... Say it with your chest, brother. That's a woman now, you know, identify as a woman. I left a post earlier saying, fuck it. Now that we everybody's identifying shit, I identify as a fucking demigod now. So fuck <laughs> it. I identify as a demigod. Say it louder for people it, in the back. I'm a fucking god now. I identify <laughs> as a god now. Fuck it. Just say, so people want to identify as shit now. But it's cool, you know, Nia Rose, you know, now she's a woman or whatever. He's, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, and I keep the same energy because I wasn't too much of a big fan of Tessa winning the TNA Impact you Championship. You know, remember I was like, I, you're a Tessa I don't fan. like it. And I love Tessa Blanchard, man. You know, but I wasn't a fan of that. I think women should wrestle women, men should wrestle men. It should be two different divisions. I mean, sue me if I sound all conservative and shit, but, you know, it is what it no, is. No, you know man. what you sound? You sound like somebody that has a real opinion yeah. that's not being PC. Uh -huh. Here's a question: Should there be a transgender division? No, there's not enough women to. Decide. It's not enough trans. There's not, there's not enough trans transgender men or women to support that in wrestling. But uh, hey, I I, I I like your I like your take. That was a a, a, a different take. I mean, me. I I'm not hating on Nala Rose. No, I, I, like I, I me myself. I have no issue on it. It's professional wrestling. 
I didn't have an issue with Tessa Blanchard winning the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. I don't have a real issue with Nyla Rose winning the AEW Women's Championship. This is this is presented in a way different form than when Jacqueline won the Cruiserweight Championship when I was a kid, or when Oklahoma won won the won the Cruiserweight Championship when I was a kid. So I I respect the fact that they do it in a very they want you to take it seriously. So I'm gonna take it seriously as a transgender woman. So of course, yes, I feel like she should beat someone like Riho. I felt I felt like if Riho got the victory last night, it would have damaged the uh, suspension of disbelief in the women's division. So I am happy that Nyla Rose got the victory here. And like I said before, the fact that Nyla Rose can be on AEW Dynamite is a positive for the women's division. So let's ignore the fact that she's a transgendered woman and just acknowledge the fact she's going to be there every week. Like, what the fuck? We've been asking for this. These are the people that literally just makes these comments for clout. Can we see her wrestle awesome comments? They're making these comments for clout. Like, what the fuck is your real problem? Is that she's more manly than most of you dudes that's making these comments? That's a fact. Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, she is what more manly is the than problem the here? Like, what, like <laughs> I, I, I'm lost when a real answer comes to me besides your little Twitter fingers getting on Google, thinking <laughs> that you're looking up something that makes any type of fucking sense about the whole Nyla, Nyla Rose thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel that way that I have felt about when Tessa Blanchard won the impact. Heavyweight champion of the world. Now she is now stepped into a realm that she can't get out of. Nyla Rose is a now known woman, and this is how this is we are in the year 2020. Like shit, I wouldn't be surprised if a fucking giraffe came through the fucking apron <laughs> and, and challenged somebody for a championship yep. belt. Like I'm just like yo, just just open your fucking eyes. Like like Times have changed. In your mind, please. Yeah, like, like, open it up. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, seriously. Like, yo, I'm just saying. Like, God forbid any of you motherfuckers that have kids out there, <laughs> and, and if something happens in the year 2035, like, oh, God forbid. Let's see what the fuck happens to you and your feelings. How, how would you guys react if you had to be like Dwayne Wade? You know. <laughs> you know exactly it's a, it's a lot to take well we'll get into it more as as things progress as far as Nyla Rose as the new AEW Women's Champion so let's talk about a little WWE news we'll run through it uh WWE all the promotions like we usually do WWE news Russell Votes reports that the two inductees for the WWE new inductees for the WWE uh Hall of Fame for 2020 will be Bell the Bella Twins and Jushin Thunder Liger like our good friend JMC put in the comment section the Bella Twins caused a lot of controversy online uh, WrestleZone reports that The Undertaker is penciled in to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania 36. You mentioned this to me before we went live. Larry, what's your thoughts on The Undertaker versus AJ potentially happening at WrestleMania? Or oh, as you would call him, Old Man Mark. <laughs> old fuck Mark. <laughs> um, I mean... On paper, obviously, it's a good it's a good match. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, here's no, the thing. No, the fuck, it's not. What the fuck does this match have to do with anything? What the fuck purpose does this match have? No, 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 no. I got this one. Like, what the fuck is Undertaker fighting AJ Styles for? What purpose does this serve? You know what? Who does this help? It doesn't help anybody. This match is literally straight for sweet Saudi money. But they're going to have this match at 
WrestleMania? For what? The world knows AJ Styles is going to lose. The world knows he's going to have his worst probably WWE match, period. Because he got to take care of this whole fuck. Like, oh my God. Like, in what way, shape, or form is this beneficial for anyone? Shouts to people that's going to Tampa Bay because you motherfuckers is going to have your Yo, grand old time. Yeah, I don't know who said it on the True Hills group, but they said, like, they never, they don't remember WWE amping up uh, the Tampa WrestleMania this much when they were in New York last year, but they sure is amping up the fact that the WrestleMania is going Hollywood next, next year. year yeah. Like, like WrestleMania ain't going to Tampa in a month. <laughs> Tampa's a good city, man. It, is, it is, but they clearly they don't, don't care that much. Know, this is literally <laughs> the most looked over WrestleMania in the past decade already. I think like, maybe they already, yo, already, we're already talking about WrestleMania 37. Uh, yeah. Quick cover from Chris G, of course. According to Brad Shepard, this match will be a cardiac arrest match, so my money's on AJ. <laughs> yo, my money Only way he wins. Yo, my money would still be on Taker because they would give him a fucking electric heart monitor in the fucking match. <laughs> Probably would. That's a good idea. Uh, John Cena is going to return to SmackDown on Friday, February 28th, the day after Sweet Saudi Money 5. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the next True Hill Heat. Uh, reported live up for the Elimination Chamber match for uh, the Elimination Pay-Per-View on March 8th. It will be Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, King Corbin, Robert Roode, and Braun Strowman from hey, promotional okay. material uh, release. XFL ratings right up, right up Larry's uh, field uh, are huge for the first week. Opening game did 3.3 million viewers. The first games on Saturday averaged 1.1 million in the 18 to 49 King demo and well above targets for the week and considered a huge success for the WWE and for Vince McMahon and the XFL. What was your thoughts on XFL's first yeah, weekend? My, like? my first thoughts are go New York Guardians, you know? <laughs> of course. Let's go 1-0. and oh. You know, 1-0. and oh. It's not too late for you guys to hop on the bandwagon if, you you know, your city doesn't have I a mean, football team. it's a brand team. new sport, so fuck it. I might as well become a New York fan. New York Guardians, man. Not too not too late. We were uh, 3.5 underdogs with 3.5 dogs against Tampa, and we smacked. That ass, 23 to 3. You know, um, uh, Matt McGloin is our starting quarterback. He he not only played in the NFL, he started in the NFL. Seven games sure for the Oakland Raiders. Sure did. Sure did. You know, so um he he played a, a damn good game. But um as far as the opening weekend, the XFL is here to stay. Um it's not a joke like it was in 2001. Yeah, that you know? I will say. That it's I not a say. joke. Literally. It's an actual like you know, minor league to the NFL, and I actually yeah. like the rules. The uh, it's some different rules that's that's gonna make for some exciting moments and some strategizing, Yo, like the extra guess, points. Guess what the extra? Guess what the XFL has that the NFL just needs to adopt, like right now. They need to have a fucking rule installed right now. There are no challenges. Everything is held through a replay booth. Yeah, and they fucking have fucking simple. And they have a camera in the replay booth. You know. Mm. So, and the extra point is, if you're going for one point, it's from the two-yard line. If you're going for two points, it's from the five-yard line. If you're going for three points, it's from the ten-yard line. That's going to make for a lot of Yo, interesting... the quality yeah. of the football... It's some good things, was man. substantially better than any week of the prior XFL, 
and and it wasn't no fucking flagstone every two fucking plays, you know, with hard hits and shit. So I because you know the difference is is that they're getting people from college and they're getting ex pro players that were actually just recently waived from teams. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the talent pool was actually young and veterans that just didn't make it to NFL squads. Mm Nah, it's it's a good. I enjoyed all four games. Talent, you can see the quality of football was so much vastly better. Right. Than its first run, like this is actually something I might be looking forward to seeing over the next yeah. few weeks. I, it, I, I didn't watch the first weekend, but I'm gonna give it a try. I, I, try, I, man. I will, I will people, take your recommendation. It's not like real football. I mean, a lot of people, like they were probably like you. They were like, "Oh, I'm not watching." I remember the old XFL was bullshit. Which it was, you know. <laughs> you know? So a lot of motherfuckers, they didn't give it a shot. But I gave it a shot because every year, you know, after the Super Bowl, I have this withdrawal. Oh my God, no more football. Yeah. So I was like, yo, this is better than nothing. It's like, you know, going from a filet mignon to like a $2 steak or whatever. So I was like, oh, let me see something, you know. <laughs> $2, $2 steak. steak is, not, even, not even an Outback joint. But I'm thinking, all right, $2 steak is better than starving. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, let me give it a chance. And it was way better than I thought it was going to be. He said it was Outback. It winded up being. It wound, being being out out there. There. it wound up being out there. It wound up being out there. I enjoyed it. So it was better than JR's $2 steak. It really was, Pretty man. But I heard JR's barbecue sauce to make any $2 steak taste good. That's what I heard, though. Order it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> WWE also announced that uh, WrestleMania will be going Hollywood next year. Like we said before, WrestleMania 37 will take place at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on March 28, 2021. AEW news. Pre-sale for AEW Double or Nothing for May 23rd, uh, Saturday, May 23rd. Went on sale today. Said to be going very well and expecting a sellout announced tomorrow when it goes on sale to the general public. Dustin Rose versus Jake Hager announced for AEW Revolution on February 29th, as well as Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. What's teased on AEW Dynamite last night for AEW Revolution on February 29th. I'm very much looking forward to Sammy versus Darby. I've been liking the uh, non-talking promos from Darby Allen, been definitely showing his creativity. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling News, double IWGP champion Tensuya Naito will go one-on-one with his LIJ stablemate IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Hiromu Takahashi on March 6th at the uh, New Japan Anniversary Show. New Japan is returning to primetime television in Japan on BSTV Asahi on, uh, starting in April. And the G1 Climax 30 will begin in September and end on October 10th in Osaka for a big show. All three, uh, the first two shows for the G1 Climax as well as the last show will all take place in Osaka. ROH News. ROH. Oh, let's get to it. <laughs> ROH is returning to New York City. Oh. Always. <laughs> He, he, he always does this now. He ain't coming. He keeps it, he keeps it the same every single time. At least he keeps the same energy. Exactly. Keeps in the same energy. ROH is returning to... He's going to change his energy by the end of the year. Wow. There we go. ROH <laughs> is returning to New York City for... <laughs> hey, you bitch. <laughs> Fuck you too, you fucking baby he's, Seth. And friends, you get in front of the fucking mic, like, bitch. He's like, I'm right here. I hear you. Get in front of the fucking... New York City for Battlestar 2020 on I April 23rd. I don't know. April 
April 23rd from Terminal 5 in Midtown, New York City. It will feature the quarterfinals. It's called Battlestar. <laughs> Shit is this? I, I don't know. I don't make the names. I don't make the names here. And it will have the quarterfinals of the that is a cheesy name. Yeah, it is. Battle it definitely Star. is. What it the definitely fuck is. is that shit? I won't lie. I won't lie there. They got to um, fight in space. That it, sounds like some fucking Sonic game. Battlestar Zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck, it will feature the quarterfinals for the ROH Pure Title Tournament. Homicide versus Brody King is now official for ROH Past versus Present, which will go on during ROH 18th anniversary weekend in March. Uh, and there will be a tournament to determine a new ROH Women's World Champion starting in April. Yes, top guy JJ, like we said before, Jonathan Grisham is now in charge of Woman of Honor in the women's division. He is now helping the women with <laughs> training at the ROH Dojo, as well as helping them get paid on the same level as the men. This guy. <laughs> NWA news. Speaking of ROH, the villain Enterprises, the villain Marty Scrawl, has counter-offered NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis for the NWA World Title Match at Crockett Cup 2020, offering to pay Aldis $500,000 if he loses to him at the Crockett Cup. The location and date for the event will be announced next Tuesday on NWA. And the debut of NWA The Circle Square will take place on, uh, uh, take the place of NWA Power this week. NWA will have young performers, this guy, <laughs> the worst. Young performers try out on national on a national stage for an opportunity at an ROH at an NWA contract. Ken Shamrock will be the next inductee into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame this year. So, props to him, Ken Shamrock, the MMA great, guy, UFC great, UFC WWE great. Tessa Blanchard will defend the Impact World Title versus, oh God, Michael, is over. versus Michael Elgin and Eddie Edwards in a three-way match at nice. Impact Rebellion on April 19th at Terminal 5 in New York City. MLW form a partnership with Dragon Gate. Amazon is in talks with MLW for a TV deal. And AAA and MLW will hold a huge joint event in Mexico on March 13th. So that is all the news for this edition of True Hill Heat Woo! 63. Anything for the spotlight of the True Hills before we get into what we missed? The Negro Buck says, Badass thought SP3 was going to say Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like that almost. It was close. Um, Chris G said... Wait, hold on. They should be getting sued, right? Well, go ahead. Oh, they didn't add the Galactica. You well, just, you just yeah. cut out the Galactica, yeah. put in 2020, you're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they just missed just yeah. missed, they just it. missed it. Just missed the copyright infringement. Chris G says, $2 steaks taste like sawdust and six-week-old charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> didn't no. you say your lasagna tasted like that? I said my lasagna tasted like wood. <laughs> Yeah, that shit was pretty bad, but it's, it's, this ain't about my lasagna. It's about two hill heat. Go on, toxic hill heat. Yes. Uh, kind of wasn't mentioned before, but since Negro Buck asks, why the fuck is Rude being promoted for the Elimination Chamber? Ali must be somewhere crying his eyes out. Well, as as uh, Cedric Alexander has put on Twitter, they don't care about him nor Mustafa Ali. They don't care about anyone who gets called you up. That? Yeah, well, Mustafa. Uh, 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 
Cedric Alexander went on on Twitter and basically expressed his frustration. He said frustration would be an understatement for him right now. I mean, I, I figure they put Robert Roode in there to be like that help for King Corbin. Yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah. You know, you know, you can't have a heel like King Corbin in there by himself. He's a weasel type of heel, so he needs to have that henchman with him. You know, but the other uh, the the other wrestlers in there, that's that's pretty good shit, man. Uh, Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Then he does it start off with Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, start Hell off yeah, with man. those two, and the match um, will be good. Ali, Ali, Cedric, Nakamura says hi. <laughs> hey, he's doing better than them, I guess. I guess you could say that for Nakamura. Says hi. That's that's the least we can say for him. So what we miss, we miss New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginning uh, in Sapporo Night One. Uh, the two big matchups was for the Never Openweight Championship. It was Shingo Takagi, just as I predicted, <laughs> defeated Hiroki Goto to win the Never Openweight Championship. Iatomar Iro Ishii, just as I predicted, defeated Evil. I'm saying that because Dob Guy JJ picked the opposite on both of those matches, and both of those matches went in the opposite direction. And Moxley and Okada, the dream team, they teamed up on night one, but they fell to Taishi and Suzuki as Suzuki got the victory over Moxley. The match of the night was Shingo versus Goto. It was a hard hitting affair. I I believe you, bro. I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) That was hard-hitting as hell. Shingo Takagi once again proving he is one of the top wrestlers in all of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the MVP of the night for In Sapporo Night 1, in my opinion. New beginning in Sapporo Night 1. I give it up for uh, Shingo as the MVP. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil was another great matchup, but I feel like Shingo and Goto was still a little edged out a little bit. So new beginning in Sapporo Night Two. The biggest moments of the night was Okada getting the victory over Taishi in the main event. Very long matchup. I think it was over 30 minutes. Uh, didn't need to be over 30 minutes. I'm just gonna say that. But Okada gets the victory, and Zack Saber Jr. getting the victory over Osprey. Always make, great matches. Making them pass out with the Cobra Twist in an instant class. One of the best technical wrestling matches I've seen all in over a year, and I will say it's the best technical wrestling match that I've seen Will Ospreay in. If you still think Will Ospreay is nothing but moves and spots and high flying, you obviously haven't been watching Will Ospreay in He's the been past the best two wrestler. years. He's been the best wrestler in the past fourteen months. Been watching wrestling within like, the yo, past fourteen months. Yo, there's man. more shows beyond the USA Network. And Zack Saber, Zack Saber is is. To me, the best technical wrestler in the world right now. And he has been for almost a decade now. Yeah. For almost a decade because this guy just can take a basic move and turn it into a submission. Yeah. And have his opponent down on the ground. He's so good, my grandmother even likes him. (laughs) (laughs) My grandmother's like, it's a skinny guy. She always tells me, oh, it's better than the regular one. The regular one being WWE. (laughs) She's like, it's this real skinny guy with all the holes. And I was like, oh, Zack Sabre. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> my grandmother is a Zack Sabre fan. So. Like, like, my girl, she loves she loves herself some Will Ospreay. She loved this matchup. She said that she, she, she Zack Sabre Jr. basically wrestles the way she loves. She loves technical wrestling. She grew up. She's a big fan of Bret Hart and the Hart family. So she loves technical wrestling. But she says. I'm, she a, said, I'm a Bret guy, this, too. The so. best way she put it was Zack Sabre Jr. wrestles the way I want him to wrestle but is a complete jerk about it. 
<laughs> that was what she said, and that's I the mean, best way to describe Zack Sabre Jr. He knows how good he is, and he's an absolute asshole and a dick about it. <laughs> that was Owen Hart, too. Yeah. If you think about it. I love the fact that your lady is smarter at wrestling than you are. Fuck <laughs> this guy. I dare you argue that. I dare you on True Hill 863 argue that you are a smarter wrestling fan than your woman right now. Well, I said Okada was the GOAT, so of course I'm smarter. Well, there it is. I'm just saying, I'm just saying they go just gift for smoke. Well, this, she does watch the show, right? She does. So she'll she does. see it. Shout out she'll to Tia. She'll see it. Shout out to you, baby girl. Uh, Moxley and Suzuki, they went to war in the crowd. It was an eight-man tag. The other six guys in the match, no one cared because everyone was paying attention to Moxley and Suzuki fighting in the crowd. Match of the night was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay. Of course. An instant classic. <laughs> one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion. And the MVP, Will Ospreay, once again showing that he is much more than high-flying. New Beginning in Osaka was the big show that ended off the New Beginning tour. The biggest moments was Naito defeating Kenta to, def- to uh, defend the IWGP double gold. Uh, then he was then he challenged Hiromu Takahashi, like we said before, for the anniversary show. Moxley versus Suzuki. My God, if you if you're watching this episode, if you're on, if you Larry uh, JJ, if you didn't see this match, this was an absolute fucking war. This was a war of Suzuki being the baddest. Mo- it was basically the the be- the best way I could put this story is John Moxley is a badass. He's a badass and he's a bad motherfucker. He's been one. But Suzuki is badder. Mm-hmm. Suzuki, uh, Moxley can hit you very hard. Suzuki hits harder. Of course. Moxley is evil. Moxley will bite you. Suzuki, Suzuki bites harder. <laughs> Moxley will go crazy and get chairs and tables. Suzuki will get chairs and tables. He will get smashed through a table and then be smiling. That was the moment of the whole match was when um, basically Moxley gets caught into an arm bar by Suzuki. This was following Suzuki smashing his arm with two steel chairs. He puts him in an arm bar. Suzuki's laying on the apron. So Moxley deadlifts him uh, from the triangle position and power bombs him through a table. Moxley is down on the ground holding his arm because his arm is hurt. The camera zooms in on, on Suzuki through the table. And he's just smiling like this. <laughs> the whole crowd pops. Like, that was the moment of the whole fucking match. Like, it was just amazing how these guys did. Like, you want to say a Will Ospreay match goes 100 miles an hour. These guys went 5 miles an hour and got the most out of it. So mm. that's what makes a great professional Those wrestling matchup. Bastards, man. And that's why I love that match. If Hell you didn't yeah. see that match, you should go out your way and watch it. Anything from the spotlight and the True Hills? Negro Buck says, Suzuki and Mox is one of the best feuds of the year so far, in my opinion. Chris G says, Zack Sabre Jr. is this generation's Dean Malenko, the man of 10,000 holes. <laughs> JMC says, in regards to all Osprey, I don't care to watch a gymnast. Who? Hey. What? Wait, Who said that? JMC? Wait. Yeah. Of course I- he did. He, you obviously don't watch, so it's cool. Keep yeah, not watching. Yeah, yeah, Keep yeah. not watching because it's I, obvious. 
He said you'd rather watch a gymnast? Yeah. He doesn't care to watch a gymnast. You obviously Bro. don't watch, yeah. Like, so the Negro Buck said, if, uh, in response, if you, if you think Will Ospreay is just a spot monkey, you're lying to yourself. He's proven he's more than that repeatedly in his matches with Ibushi, Zack, Okada, and Shingo. The man can wrestle, man. He can and wrestle. Izzy, and Izzy responded, 2019 alone showed the full arsenal of what Ospreay can bring to the table. Absolutely. But, JMC, you can stay in the dark. It's okay. Darkness is okay. Santana talked about it in his promo last night. You can stay in the darkness. It's totally fine. You want to say something, JJ? I, I hope that comment was just referring to Zack Sabre Jr. and not Will Ospreay. No, it was referring Zach's to Ospreay. not a gymnast. No, nah, it was referring to Will Ospreay. What? Zack is a technical wrestler. What all the fucks are we talking about right now? <laughs> I'll take another one, bartender. Uh, they're all gone. Oh shit! Well, damn. We, we, yeah, yeah, we, we we're yeah, working we're, our way through. Yeah, oh, we finished them. We have actually finished everything here. Wow, nicely yeah, done. We have finished everything here, but nicely done. Like, like, I don't feel a thing. I don't feel a thing. A fucking gymnast. <laughs> like, what? What are we watching? Oh man, we're not watching. He's not clearly. watching. He's oh, Squid can wrestle, clearly. man. The guy can wrestle, man. I know you have your opinion, or maybe you're just trolling. I don't know. Maybe he's trolling. If you're not watching <laughs> and you have an opinion on something, then yeah. you're trolling. You're trolling. Like, yeah. if Does you don't watch, no, he said he doesn't care to watch. So then, so why do you have an opinion on it? Like, just to, we'll talk about WWE again, JMC. Of, don't oh, talk oh, about because according to JMC, he has an opinion and he has rights. <laughs> I have rights. Uh, anyway, uh, after the match, after Moxley defeated uh, Suzuki, ZSJ attacked him, setting up a Moxley versus Zack Sabre Jr. match, which I'm very interested in. These are two guys that are complete opposites, so them going at it for the IWGP US title is very interesting. Hiromu Takahashi and Dragon Lee tried to kill each other. That's all I can say about that match. It was an instant classic. They kept teasing the Phoenix, the Phoenix Plex, which me and uh, Baby Seth, we saw live. We were there live in the front row for their last match when uh, Hiromu landed on his neck from the Phoenix Plex. So every time they set up for that Phoenix Plex, like the crowd in Osaka, I was gasping. I was like, please don't so, do so, that. So, don't I'm, break I'm, his I'm neck. Gonna, I'm going to cut in real quick, right? <laughs> So to me, I, I think Chris, you just lost your comment of the night. I think the comment of the night now goes to JMC. <laughs> so he has called him so, 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 so Juice and Thunder Liger is gonna be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He said Juice Juice and, and Thunder. <laughs> Not Jushin. I know. Juice, Juice and, and Thunder. thunder. <laughs> it's all. Yo, yo, living legend, like, 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 talk to, talk to him, like. Yo, who is this guy? Yo, I purposely hit like on that comment, so I made sure I knew I came back to that shit. <laughs> juice and thunder. Yo, that shit says juice and thunder. <laughs> Like, 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 let's talk. Let's talk about this, like, grow men, real quick, my man. You ain't make a mistake when you did that, so there's no asterisk there with the comeback. You know when you put that, there's no autocorrect that puts juice and thunder. It would've, it would've auto, Jushin gets autocorrected to Justin. Like, like, I no, know, no, yeah. let's, I type it a lot. Let's talk about this like grown-ups now. This I shit can't help if I'm no, using no, Siri. <laughs> 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 
Christ. <laughs> Good Lord, this shit ain't got nothing to do with Siri. My, my, my man. Like, I, I done... <laughs> Juice and Thunder. Juice and Thunder? <laughs> we couldn't even get through to what we missed. Juice and Thunder. Juice and Thunder, wow. <laughs> Juice and Thunder. No, that's a shirt. No, no. He wasn't ready. We might have to change no. the title of this episode from Toxic Hill Heat to Juice and Thunder no. Lightning. And we didn't even no. get to talking about Juice Robinson his, yet. His Shit. iPhone wasn't ready. He meant to say Juice and it's very fucked him up. <laughs> so, anywho. Um... <laughs> What do you say? <laughs> Fuck you, JJ. <laughs> well, fuck you, JJ. <laughs> well, fuck you too, <laughs> god dang it. Next time, next time, next time, I'm going to call my buddy Juice and Thunder Ligon to come kick your anus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You got that, son? He took off the Somebody's ass, I watch a stop by whipping mine, son. He about to go. He about to call Trevor Murdoch from Ethiopia. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't breathe right now. I can't breathe right now. Tell me bring that chicken. Tell me bring that chicken. Oh my god. Oh Yo, I don't think God. anybody laughed harder than me when fucking Jim Cornette said that shit. <laughs> Son, I laughed for a solid two hours, bro. <laughs> wow. All right. No, I don't think anybody right. laughed harder. So, yes, Ryu Lee and Takahashi, they tried to kill each other. Instant classic. <laughs> Jay, Jay White defeated Sonata. Okada and Osprey defeated Taishi and Zack Sabre Jr. Match of the night, we'll leave it to our YouTube subscribers. Put in the comment section. Yeah, the match of the night was Chris's. Put in the comment section. Comment. Put in the comment section what you thought was the match of the night for New Beginning in Osaka, whether it's Takahashi versus Dragon Lee or Moxley versus Suzuki. Uh, <laughs> MVP was Suzuki for as far as as I stand for Osaka. And J News Japan, the next episode, will be all about New Beginning on Osaka, where he'll talk about it without any interruptions. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from the spotlight and the True Hills before we get into what's go- what's happening next? Uh, they're, asking, they're asking if he mad. James, he's mad. He's in good spirits. No, why would I be mad? I don't know. It's all in fun. Yeah, we, it's all in fun here, JMC. We always yeah, appreciate yeah, you that's watching. Why there was no fuck. There's no emojis behind that fuck you, JJ. Right? <laughs> that shit. That shit came from the heart. <laughs> it came from the heart. I agree with you. It's all good. All right. So yes, that, we got that, that fuck you was tougher than that two dollar steak. <laughs> well, I got it. Two dollar steaks is pretty damn tough, bro. I broke a tooth on one one time, man. It breaks your knife and all that good stuff. So we got to get into what's happening this weekend, this Sunday. 
NXT TakeOver Portland. Mm -hmm. It is a jam-packed card. Triple H says that this is a WrestleMania quality style of TakeOver. It is bigger than the usual TakeOver. And yes, it is. It's six matches on the card. All these matches are good to great matchups. And it's going to be an awesome card. So from bottom to top... It's going to be a street fight. It's going to be the former best friends, Tegan Knox going one-on-one -on -one with Dakota Kai. This all stems from Dakota Kai turning her back on Tegan Knox at uh, uh, TakeOver War Games, beating her down in the cage before she can enter the War Games matchup. Ever since then, Tegan Knox has been trying to get revenge, and this is her opportunity to get it. So who you got, Larry? Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. I got Dakota Kai. That's what I have. Um, I, I actually like that term at War Games. It, I, it's it's uh it's been three months already, which is it shit flew by, but that was a real damn good uh hill turn. But I got Dakota winning this one, man. Who you got, top guy JJ Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai? Uh, this has to be Dakota Kai's. Yeah, they gotta out extend. Hard. They gotta extend. Like it the has to be. Like you it know? has to be. This heel turn was too good. And she is on such a heelish momentum. Like, she can't lose this match. She can't lose it. I agree with JJ on one part of what he said and disagree on the other. I agree she needs to win this match more than anything. I agree with both of these guys. Dakota Kai, I have winning. But I feel she's lost a lot of momentum since that heel turn at War yeah, Games. Kinda, they yeah. really didn't capitalize on that. Really building her up as the next heel baddie for the uh, women's division. Agreed. And they need to kind of rectify that by giving her the win here. NXT North American Championship. This is the final chapter in the war that has been the big man evolution of Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. These guys have versed four times already on NXT on USA ever since they premiered on USA since in October. And this is the big blow off at a takeover for the NXT North American Championship. Who you got, top guy, JJ? Yeah, it's a, it's a, this one is really it's a, tough. It's a tough but one it's to like, call. You got a real chance of building another international star with Dijakovic. Like, you really got a chance here. But Keith Lee has had such a fucking tremendous four months. Mm -hmm. You can't fuck that up right now. Keith Lee has to win the final. He has to win the finale to this. He has to. You got Larry. Agree with everything he said. Keith Lee is gonna win. It's tough to call, but um, they've been building up Keith Lee to be a main star. Actually, not a main star, but a big star on a, on a main roster, and and uh, they can't have him lose this match. So I, I got and Keith it Lee. Sucks because Dijakovic is right there. Yes, he's right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I agree with both of these guys. I think Keith Lee gets the victory here. He needs to win the finale in this rivalry, but it's been a very good rivalry. I feel Amazing. like they, they've overkilled Amazing. the matchup as far as putting it on, on TV, but I like the fact that the finale is their first ever matchup at a takeover. Yes, yes. Uh, WWE NXT Tag Team Titles is on the line. This is the match I'm looking forward to the mm, most yeah. as the Undisputed Era Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish defend against Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, the Broser Waste, joint manipulation. Who you got, Larry? I got Pete and Matt, bro. You got Pete and Matt. The I Avengers of Pete and Matt. I got them, man. I got them winning it, man. So. Or as Kyle O'Reilly calls them, Matthew Riddell and <laughs> Peter Dune. <laughs> Who you got, Top Guy JJ? Yeah, bro. 
Bro. Bro. Bro. Bro. Shout out to Chris Gutierrez. I know he's smoking a blunt. Bobby Fish Fry and Bobby Fish Cut Five Fish. And that is a fucking last question you ask when you're high. Bobby Fish Cut Five Fish. You ask a question like How much fish could Bobby Fish Fry and Bobby Fish Cut Fried Fish? Bro. That's a How question you ask when you're high. Bobby Fish Fry and Bobby Fish Cut Fried Fish. I'm going with the brother weights as well. They need to ride them to. To the to the light. This is the only way NXT will get viewers back. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, the ultimate odd couple of NXT. Uh, the the winners of the Dusty Rose Tag Team you know Classic we'll be a real 2020. Couple, uh, uh, a pair of uh, uh, Chris and I doing an episode of Joints and Jabronis. That would be. Oh, that would and be. You could be the Peter Dun the the Peter Dune to his Matthew Riddell. Man, Are you ex- the Jabroni? He's 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 got the joint. Man, okay, hey. first of all, nobody's fucking jabroni. <laughs> yo, you haven't been, yo, you just got your feet wet back in the state. <laughs> and you over here saying some dumb shit. <laughs> Next up, we first got. Oh, we both gonna have a joint, bitch. Next up, we got plenty. I know, I know. What you gotta say? ask some high questions <laughs> on the episode. The last high question I asked myself is Have I ever brought milk from the same cow? <laughs> I was high as stewardess titties, nah, bro. Nah, I'm like, yo, like, bro, like, stewardess have you ever, like, put your fingers through all the grooves of this table and found out that they all led to the same spot? No, I'm, I'm good. Uh, NXT, <laughs> NXT, NXT Women's Championship is on the line as Rhea Ripley, the Nightmare, defends against the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. This, uh, it's all due to Bianca Belair winning a battle royal on NXT to become the number one contender, but... The build-up to this matchup has kind of been lacking because Rhea Ripley has already started setting up her WrestleMania matchup against Charlotte Flair. Bianca Belair had the great performance last week on NXT as Charlotte Flair decided to ignore her and she had the best reactions ever and told her she don't even go here. But who you got? <laughs> Belair versus Ripley this Sunday. Um, The Iron Woman of the Royal Rumble, which was uh, Bianca Belair, um... She 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 impressed, but I still got Rhea Ripley winning. That's got Ripley got. with the victory. I got Ripley, man. Who oh, you got, JJ? Oh, Ripley's going to Mania. I, yeah. I think this one is the no, easiest man. to predict. Yeah. This is Rhea Ripley getting the victory very easily. Uh, this one, the last two matches are very interesting to predict. Oh. You got Johnny Gargano going one-on-one with Finn Balor. This was all set up from Finn Balor's heel turn, uh, mm-hmm. where he turned heel and dropped Johnny Gargano right on his head, taking him out and making Johnny Gargano miss his first ever takeover at TakeOver War Games. These guys have gone back and forth ever since then. Last week, Johnny Gargano said he's going to take the flag of NXT and take it and stab it into the heart of Finn Balor, which Finn Balor responded with, I have no heart. So who you got? <laughs> Larry Morgan. It's gonna be Balor versus Gargano. Oh, this is a tough one to pick. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and uh, flip a coin. I'm going with Finn Balor on this one. Going with Balor going for with the Finn victory. Finn Balor on this one. They're gonna extend the feud. So that 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 seems like a fair bet. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that. Who you got, JJ? I'm 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 gonna get to that match call in a second. Jay, what the fuck do you have against Bianca Belair now? <laughs> he has a, he has a beef against everybody. That's, He's went over there. Like That's old. Belair? He said that before. Yeah, he said that oh, before. Yeah, I'm addressing that shit now. <laughs> what the fuck is your beef with Bianca Belair? <laughs> like like what, what like what is wrong with this guy? Are you?
Are you? Are we gonna stop for every person he hates? No, we would no, spend like, a whole episode. Yo, Bill is the ESP, yo. Yo, she a bad joint, yo. <laughs> She's actually talented. This man doesn't like Matt Riddle. Like that's a bigger, <laughs> that's a bigger atrocity against the human race. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. He doesn't see what Montez Ford sees in her. I'm what? Yeah, he said that. He said that. <laughs> he said. He really said that. Yeah. So now Yo, you y'all see, see where that my ass, man? is coming from? I mean, she don't got no tits, but I mean, that's probably her only floor, bro. Are you, are you fucking her tits? Nah, bro. That's probably her Are only you impregnating her tits? And I'm an ass man. Okay, can you? So I like her ass, bro. And that, Gorgano man, versus Baller. Who I'm you got? I'm going to go with Finn Balor <laughs> for this match. All right. I'm going to go Finn Balor because Johnny Takeover has had a ridiculous amount of takeover wins. I mean, that motherfucker no, kicks out of everything. No, he hasn't. He's lost, he he lost nearly all of his but takeover. He literally kicks out much, of everything. Bro. Bro. Like, yo, he, I'm going to disagree with both of these guys, and I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano <laughs> getting a victory. He needs right. the victory for this one. And I'm going to tell you why after this match. WWE NXT Championship is on the line as Adam Cole entering. Baby! entering Can't say what Entering day 260 as NXT champion, Will vs. the man who never lost the title, Tommaso Ciampa. Mm -hmm. This match has been building ever since Ciampa had to give up the NXT championship. Ever since Ciampa returned to NXT on October 2nd, 2019. He's been on a collision course with Adam Cole with the man who has the, the life and the title that he holds sacred. Who you got? Ciampa versus Cole. Top guy, JJ. Simply because of the match that I want to see at TakeOver 4, wherever the fuck town they're going to be in, Tampa, Florida. The next the one is TakeOver Tampa, yes. Whatever. Um, I want to see Ballard versus Cole. So, obviously, we saw I'm that. going with Cole. I want to see it one-on-one -on -one at the biggest stage. Saw it. I would look, like to see that too. Hill, you know, I'm a. I like the hill. Hill versus hill. I would like to see that we're on true hill. He so because uh, we haven't seen Adam Cole versus the Demon. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the no Demon is a there's baby no face there's face. no difference between the Demon and the the, yeah the, yeah we come on the Demon is just Finn Balor and yeah, Venom. Yeah, Cole's yeah exactly. He's exactly. just cosplaying as Venom. Exactly. But I mean, the Demon is kind it's of still a, real to me. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Exactly. But the like, demon fuck is these a, motherfuckers, <laughs> man. The demon. the demon is a baby face though. Yeah, exactly. Like technically he only pulls out the, the demon can't be a heel though. It's as crazy as it sounds. He started demon off is, as a heel doing the, the demon. Yeah, thing. but now it's a he, the demon is always gonna get a pop. Yeah. No matter what. So he can't as a heel use the demon because he's gonna true. get a pop and he's it's gonna be counterproductive for what this he's trying true. to get. So um nah, yeah. Uh I got uh I got oh, shit, I got Tommaso winning, bro. I'm going to go with Tommaso, bro. My guy, Tommaso. I, I want to say that I felt like the go-home edition of NXT this week was kind of lacking as far as, like, the final build-up for NXT TakeOver Portland. They kind of just felt like a lot of the work was already done. The one match that they did add a lot to the build with was Ciampa versus Cole. Because of Ciampa's promo, you kind of heard a little bit of the emotion that he had going into this matchup, how much he wants the title back. And the fact that he, he he made sure to mention that Adam Cole is to going into 260 days as NXT champion. 
292 days is the record held by Finn Balor as the longest reigning NXT champion in history. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying Ciampa defeating Cole seems like a foregone conclusion, but him just mentioning that and WWE's love for breaking records uh, made me be like, maybe Cole does win this one. Maybe Cole does win here and become the longest reigning NXT champion in history. And then we have a big matchup for TakeOver Tampa where he loses the title. But no, I'm going to agree with Larry. I'm going to think Tommaso Ciampa gets the victory here. Johnny Gargano defeats Finn Balor. And we have Ciampa versus Gargano at TakeOver Tampa like we were supposed to have WrestleMania weekend last year. You know it's got to happen, man. It's got to happen, happen. And they got to get the job done somehow. Mm -hmm. So also <laughs> coming up this coming week is uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, their next big shows at Kurgan Hall, New Japan Road, night one and night Ooh, two. I won't man, go through all oh the man. matches. I'll run down uh, night one matches and we'll just get predictions for the big two matches. Uh, night one is going to have Suji going one-on-one -on -one with Gabriel Kidd from the LA Dojo. Mm. Yomura, Osprey, Yoshihashi, and Goto will versus Suzuki Gun uh, t uh, team of Kanemaru, El Desperado, Taishi, and Minoru Suzuki. Code, uh, Cole Cabana, Yori, Toriyano, and Kazuko Okada versus Hanare, Honma, and Maccabee. You got Tiger Mask, Yuji Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan, and Nakaishi. Nakaishi in one of his last matches versus LIJ, Bushi, Harumbu Takahashi, Sanada, Evil, and Tensuyo Naito. David Finley, Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kota Obushi versus Bullet Club, Bad Luck Valet, Switchblade, Jay White, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa. And then the first match that we got to predict here for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles, it was Rapungi 3K, showing Yo, got the victory over El Desperado and Kanemaru on New Beginning in Osaka. After the match, their manager, Rocky Romero, was propositioned by Rushi Tsujushi to bring the mega coaches back together to challenge for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. He said, Rocky Romero, you're, you're, you're not a coach, you're a great wrestler. So he wants him to be a wrestler and he wants to team up with uh, with Romero to Vershoenyo for this big show. So who you got, Rapongi 3K versus the mega coach, Larry Morgan. Man, I, got, I just gotta say, I didn't even know about this car until I got the script today <laughs> and I looked at it and like a uh, top guy said earlier man I got a wrestling Woody so <laughs> if my guy <laughs> you know what I mean looking at night one and night two um if a if an alien from Jupiter came down and said hey show me pro wrestling I showed him a card yeah. like this I literally showed him a card like this I'm gonna go with the mega coaches but man this entire card man whoo you got the mega coaches I can't wait, man. pulling off the upset against Rapongi 3K. Who I got, you got that, yeah. JJ. Okay, I picked against him a little too much, so I'm going to go Rapongi 3K. You pick against him all the time. He picked Kanemaru and El Desperado to beat uh, Rapongi 3 which is fair because these guys have been four-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles and have only successfully defended the titles twice mm -hmm. in four reigns. Yeah. So I think they need to build up this reign as their reign to kind of build up the title defenses. So I think Rapongi 3K beat the Mega Coaches. And in the main event, 
This is the match that gives me a wrestling Woody. Oh, yeah. This was one of my <laughs> top 10 matches of all of 2019. One of the matches I gave five stars to, and I'm not just as giving as my Uncle Dave when it comes to I'm five just stars. I'm going to be the one to say There's a lot of Woodies going on. Yes, right there's now. a lot of Woodies. <laughs> Chris, Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Chrissy, you chose a good one to be away from. So, we got for another open weight championship. It is Shingo Takagi going one-on-one with Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pit Bull. These men went to war. I called it a monster mash at the G1 Climax 29 last year. They beat the shit out of each other. They tried to kill each other. And now they will beat the shit out of each other for the Never Open Weight Championship. Top guy, JJ, who you got? Can I just pick this match never ends? Yeah, that's that's true, man. Fight forever. (laughs) But you got to pick one. Somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. Yes. Who you got? So I'm going to go Ishii. Going with Ishii here to be the new never yes. open weight champion. Yeah. I'm going with Shingo. So we got one I'm for Shingo, Shingo, one for I'm Ishii. I'm going with Shingo, bro. And I love Ishii, bro. But I'm going go with Shingo, man. Uh, my prediction is they're going to try. They're going to kill each other, man. And I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for it, them bro. to kill each other. But <laughs> I'm going to go with Shingo as well. I feel like Shingo is going to be a great never open weight champion. And this is the start of it right here. Uh, night two, we got from bottom to top Gabriel Kidd and Tiger Mask versus Yuromoro and Suji. We got Show and Yo, David Finley, Juice Robinson versus Suzuki Gun, Kanamaru, El Desperado, Taichi, and Suzuki. We got Hanaro and Honma and uh, Maccabee versus Chaos's Yoshihashi, Goto, and Ishii. We got Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan, and Nakaishi in one of his last matches versus Bullet Club's Jado, Gato, Balak Fale, and Switchbrade, Jay White. We got Chaos's Okada, Osprey, and Rocky Romero versus LIJ's Hiromu Takahashi, Sanada, and Tensuya Naito. That's going to be a great six-man tag team matchup. And then this is the two that we will predict. Never open weight six-man tag team titles. It's going to be Los Inconables, Dehapon, Bushi, Evo, and Shigo Takagi, the champions, versus Rusi Tadushi, Yano, and Coke Cabana. Six-man tag team titles. Who you got? I got Bushi, Evo, and Shingo. That's who I got. I mean, once you said Coke Cabana, you already know I'm not picking him in any match. <laughs> Coke Cabana's a fucking bum, bro. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, the, this, is, this is where Shingo gets his match. This is where he gets his victory. He's so he's so mean to Coke, but I'm going to go with... I'm Shingo's going to go, have a big weekend. Yes, man. I'm going to go with LIJ to get the victory here. And in the main event... Oh, the match I'm looking forward to. Oh, IWGP Tag Team Titles is on the line. It is the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa versus the Dream Team, the mm-hmm. Golden Aces, mm-hmm. Hiroshi Tadahashi and Koka and Goto Obushi. The Golden Aces, Tadahashi and Abushi. Who you got, Larry? I got Koda and Abushi. Man, Koda and, and Tanahashi. My bad. Hiroshi and Goto and Koda, Abushi and Tadahashi, the Golden Aces. Who you got? Top guy, I'm JJ. definitely going to go with G.O.D. because they literally just won the fucking belts back. <laughs> I, 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 I think they drop them, man. I think they won the belts back to drop into yeah, the Golden I Aces. I agree. I think they're going to carry it for a little while longer. I think they're going to go into Mania Weekend with these things. I agree with uh, with the living legend Larry Morgan that 
the Golden just Aces. Just won them shits like a week ago. They're six-time IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles. They don't need a long reign. I've been trying they to look like They've won it six times. They don't time. need a long reign. <laughs> so you about to 24-7 the IWGP tag they, titles? They just made the don't record for the longest reign in history shit. last year. Right. They don't need to. Respectful, Yeah, they don't ever compare the fucking tag titles to that fucking 24 hours. They deserve a longer reign. They don't. If they just broke the record last year, they just they need a short run. Bullshit, man. And plus, putting the titles on Tanahashi and Obushi raises the titles up. That's what I see. WWE Super Showdown 2020, aka. Are these official matches for the? Yes, uh, yes, it is. Oh, these are the oh, sweet, my sweet Saudi money. Saudi money. Five, five, five. That's five, blood money, boy. Five. You know how much blood is on them fucking dollar bills. <laughs> And from bottom to top, we got the Kuwait Trophy Gauntlet match. It's going to be the WWE. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck? There's a Kuwait Trophy match. There's a Kuwait Mountain that is a is a is a Andrade? is a national monument of pride for all of those in Saudi Arabia. And it will be wait. Didn't Andrade just get suspended for like? Yeah, a, he's coming back for oh, some side money. That, he'll right? be back. Yeah. Yes. All right. Andrade versus Rusev. No, rushing back from injury for this shit. Yep, versus Rusev versus Bobby Lashley versus R-Truth versus Eric Rowan versus AJ Well, Styles. AJ don't really have to work that much in exactly. a, a six-man. It's so. a gauntlet. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. He could be short. Yeah. He could be out of there real quick. Who you got? Oh, shit. Oh, I got, got uh, to pick somebody. I had to pick somebody, right? Shit. Oh, man. Um, it, See, it all depends on the positioning of who comes out. But I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, Andrade. You gonna go with I'm Andrade? Gonna go Andrade keeping the title, yeah. Uh, for, well, uh, he's not for the title, title but he's with the trophy. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's no, not it's for the, not title. the title. Oh, it says uni- oh. No, he's the champion. Oh, it shit. just says he's the champion. My bad, I haven't yeah. been paying attention. Yeah, it's for the it's for it's for the Kuwait trophy. Okay, shit, I didn't even notice about this card or anything. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't paying too much attention to WWE. Don't worry, it's all right. Not many people are paying attention. Um, oh, you know what? Then if it's not for the title, they might not have Andrade win it then. I'm going to go with uh, my guy Rusev Fujia. <laughs> Who you got, JJ? Rusev Fujia. Rusev Mosca. I, I, I just threw it out there. Yo, this Fuck is the it. type of bullshit match that you get Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you know what? This yeah. is the type of match that Bobby Lashley wins. So he's going to come back to the States with his... With his, with his fake girlfriend, <laughs> and, and they're going to celebrate this. What the fuck is that shit called? To wait, trophy. <laughs> to wake. To wake. To wake. This one is billed as a cage match, and it's also the final chapter of an ongoing war. Roman, next question. A war over dog food. <laughs> yes, Roman, Roman Reigns. Goes Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Who you got, JJ? Roman Reigns. Next question. Anyway. Roman looks for right. next question. SmackDown Tag <laughs> Team Championship is on the line. We got the New Day defending against the Dirt Sheets' own John Morrison and The Miz. Mm. Who you got? I say John Morrison and The Miz. They be making uh, John Morrison look pretty strong coming back. So I think um, they build enough for that. John Morrison and Miz. It looks man, fuck them, man. Keeping <laughs> the titles on the new day. I'm gonna point fit. I'm gonna agree with Larry here. I think John Morrison and the Miz get the victory here and win the SmackDown tag team titles. I'm gonna go from this one to that one. WWE Championship match is gonna be the Beast 
Brock Lesnar in his last title defense before WrestleMania, defending against Ricochet. Ricochet got the victory, defeating Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins in a triple threat match. Why are we predicting this match? Why are you predicting this shit? Brock Lesnar all across the board. And finally, this should have been one of those skipaways. WWE Universal Championship is on the line. It is the return of Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldberg going one-on-one with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. This was all uh, set up last week on SmackDown as Goldberg never got his shot, his rematch for the Universal Championship. So now he catches it in versus The Fiend. Who you got, JJ? New kind of title. Goldberg's like three years older. The Fiend is still indestructible. He still needs to be shot to lose a match. Fiend is never losing a match again unless it's to Roman Reigns. I was about to say, nobody's sure that Roman Reigns is beating Fiend, bro. <laughs> yeah, might be right there. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm going Fiend by um some bullshit or whatever. I don't know. No, he's going to beat Goldberg. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be gonna some bullshit. He's going to mandible claw him. I, I think he's right. It'll be he's some gonna bullshit. He's going to beat Goldberg. He's gonna, they're going to try to make him look even stronger then he fucking already is. He's going to be like Magneto, Juggernaut, and Omega Red all together. <laughs> you can't make Just a part- to feed him the Roman. You can't make a part-timer look bad, so it'll be some type of shenanigans, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So, yes, The Fiend gets the victory. Anything from the spotlight on the True Hills before we wrap things up? Uh, Chris G, Brock might actually sell for Rico, but the match go- only goes eight minutes max. That's six minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> The, the problem with Brock is he oversells sometimes. He has a problem with overselling, bro. <laughs> but he does a great job. I, 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 I <laughs> praised him for his sell job, uh, selling the Claymore at the end of the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Like, he sold that like it was death. <laughs> James C. thinks it should fucking be Bobby Lashley versus Brock. Oh, I agree with you there, bro. He's yeah, been wanting that match. I've been wanting that years. match for fucking two or three years, and WWE is just alert. They, they, they fear no, that you, match, WWE, bro. WWE, they do? your balls with it. Yeah, man. It took your balls. And I'm like, yo, rub the shaft. Nah, fuck all that rubbing the shaft. They tease me with Brock and Bobby Lashley all the time and they don't pull a fucking trigger. I hate that shit. Fuck. Tell me how you really feel. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) To end off, Chris G says, man, I'd rather wipe my ass with plexiglass toilet paper than watch this damn Saudi show. (laughs) I'd rather do that than watch The Fiend versus Goldberg, so I agree with you. I'd rather beat off. just not watch it at all? Yeah, I probably won't. Uh, anyway, so a couple of <laughs> notes not. that we got to plug. Uh, we have a couple of new series, too, of the YouTube channel. Like you've seen Top Guy JJ with Off the Rails. So his second episode of Off the Rails will be debuting this coming week. Uh, Jay News Japan will return as he reviews New Beginning in Osaka and I'll be back with a new show review as I review ROH Free Enterprise from this past weekend. We'll also have a new brand new edition of Smackdown with the Lynches going raw with Drunk Guy JJ. Ness XT, Ness will be black on there. If you haven't watched already, we have a brand new review on the Shout YouTube channel. Shout out to channel. Ness, bro. Yeah, he's yeah, been doing yeah. his thing. Hell Shout yeah, out. Man. Great interview with Jessica Havoc as well. 
Uh, if you haven't seen the YouTube channel, we have a new show review for Impact Wrestling called Blunt Impact, hosted by the one and only host of Joints and Jabronis, Chris G. He's bringing his uh, unique co-host to the uh, Impact reviews and a new edition of the All Elite Recap. So we are looking forward to what Jimmy and Cash think about Nyla Rose winning the AEW. Oh, shout out to Jimmy and Cash, man. Yes. They're good, man. Yo, I, I, like wait, them, I can't wait to hear their opinions on this one. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Shout out to them, bro. I love this show, Look, man. I mean, just like just to take a quick, there's a lot of good stuff that is going on on this channel. There's a lot of lot of lot of intelligent thought processes going on mm-hmm. with, with, with what's going on with these review shows. So give it a quick check, man. Right. Every show might not be for you, but you know the ones that you pay attention to, you might get some real good intellect from these. In a quick snippet of instead of watching it for two three hours. They all for me. They get me through my my workday. All the shows and shit. So. Yeah. He said, keep it down. Cool. <laughs> We're almost done. <laughs> but yes. Okay. All right. Sorry about cool. that. Cool. Man. Yeah, man. These shows, they all get me through my work day. You get man. excited. All get me through my work day. Before I know it, it's lunchtime. And I'm like, oh, shit. Nice, oh, man. So just, keep it up. Just, we, just got, we just got fifth floored by, by, by Johnny's apartment. <laughs> 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 hey, too loud. We need to keep his income flowing. These yes. Rooms are too nice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's, uh, let's be careful. Uh, but yes, you can check out all of that on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Ty, uh, my good friend, Larry Morgan, where can they check you out on social media and all the great podcasts and shows that you're contributing to? Well, we got a sports podcast. We're sports fans called Your Sports. You know, check it out. Look for it. We got a group. Facebook group, Instagram group, uh, Toxic Talk, my toxic brother over here. We got this next season coming up. It's in the works right now. Um, and follow me on Instagram at the Modern Day Medjai. My name is Larry Morgan. One word. One word, the living legend. We are very happy that Larry Morgan was able to join us on this edition of True Hill Heat. His I'm, I'm third appearance. I'm very appreciative you guys invited me on. Of man. course, man. Always a good time when Thank you're up you, on man. here. Absolutely. Top Guy JJ, where can they find you on social media? And a quick plug for your new show. So Instagram, it is Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. I hope you guys have watched, enjoyed, give any feedback on the first pilot episode of Off the Rails. It is a, It was a blast to do. Like, it just literally it was a one-take joint. It was good. It felt perfect. And um, can't wait for you guys to see the next episode because I got a lot of shit to get off my chest on the next one as well. And Facebook, you can find me simply at Justin Johnson and... Um, it's been real. It's been real. Check out this channel, man. And I'm we got you, man. Well, why haven't I gotten an invite on Top Talk? We got you. Well, you know what? We got like, season. I'm, new I'm, season. I'm new. I'm new. Like, why haven't I gotten invited on Top Talk? Like, the first the season, new season. We like, didn't nobody, even have any guests on all, the first all, season. All, all the things that I've licked. You no, know the first saying? season like, we didn't have any any uh, special guests. The second season is going to be dedicated to special guests, man. We're going to have some special guests, man. We're going to have uh, Felicia Rose on. Yes. yes. She's going to talk about some shit. Uh, we got, we're going to probably have Lawrence Brown on. He's going to be a special guest. We're going to have some motherfucking toxic motherfuckers. You're going to be on. <laughs> Fuck it. You threw your fucking hat in, man. You threw your hat So we got you, man. We got you, man. We're going to have some motherfuckers. This, this, you thought last season was good. This season is going to be crazy. It's going to be even better. This, this season, season is going to be, you, you have to listen to it with headphones. You can't listen to it out loud at work. Because they're going to be like, what the fuck? They right up my alley. 
You're yeah. going to get written up so, if you listen to it loud Yeah, man. And don't listen to it in front of your girlfriend <laughs> or whatever. Don't do that. Man. My girlfriend listens to it. I get in trouble every week. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, become a part of the True Hills uh, group page. Like and support the True Hill Heat page. Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Dirt Sheet Radio by our good friend Jonathan Escudero. Or Battle Club Pro. Support them on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter machine. Speaking of Twitter, follow us at True Hill Heat on Twitter. Follow the, the, the sensational Miss Chrissy Love up on there as well. As well as on Instagram. I am True Hill underscore uh epic sp3 on instagram true hill heat has his own instagram page as well and subscribe to the true hill heat youtube channel so much uh so much content for you to enjoy on there of course you can see toxic talk on youtube as well as itunes soundcloud or wherever you listen to your great uh, podcast and the Jimmy Macaram YouTube channel. We have our series finale review for Power up on there right now, so check that out. So, for the living legend himself, one word, Larry Morgan, for the resident True Hill alcoholic top guy JJ, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SB3. Until True Hill Heat 64 in two weeks' time, we are signing off for True Hill Heat 63. Until next time, fuck you, baby Seth. <laughs>